very, very happy to see you again, and welcome if this is your first time in the Rescogita's podcast channel. Rescogita, the ecological startup that aims to have an impact on individuals, on society, and on the biosphere. So remember to follow us on www.rescogita.academy. Now, sit back, relax, enjoy. My name is Lorenzo Nava, and I speak on behalf of Rescogita. Today is the third episode of a mini-series of podcasts where we're going to talk about Carl Jung, individuation and archetypes, and understand how is he considered to be the father of ecopsychology. So, here we go. And as promised, we're going to talk about archetypes and archetypal images. When we're born, are we a canvas waiting to contain images? The answer is no. We already have archetypes, probably since before our birth. As the fetus forms, so do the physical organs, and so do the mind's ones. Therefore, as we enter life, there is already a blueprint there, passed down to us from all the generations of humanity. And that will impact a lot how we will behave throughout life. And yes, a blueprint, not a pre-written book, a very simple form that communicates with us through images and themes, recurring ones through humanity, such as the figures of a father or that of a child, or such events as could be creation or end of the world. These are all archetypal images. It is the archetype from the unconscious, trying to communicate with the conscious mind by projecting these onto our conscious mind for us to understand. So, what's the big mystery? Why are they behaving so mysteriously? Because we learned to be distant from the unconscious and unlearned how to work together with the conscious as one unit. Do not forget that the greatest ambition of an archetype is to become conscious. So every organ in our body has a specific function with the purpose of keeping us alive. So if archetypes are the organs of the mind, what is their purpose? Simple. To give life to our mind by making it whole and therefore healthy, by being acknowledged by our individuality operate in our environment and be the guides to our individuation. You will not believe how many archetypes actually make it to our conscious mind without us even realizing that they are being actualized. So we just talked about the mother archetype. Well, that is one which is actualized right away in the mind of a newborn who unconsciously summons the blueprint and fills it with a maternal figure that matches the one existing in the mind, meaning that the newborn is ready upon birth to take that archaic form and fill it with the feelings, behaviors and expectations that match the blueprint of the mother. And that shifts from unconscious to conscious. Let's be clear here. Do not expect a newborn child to imagine Mother Earth or some other goddess 
archetypes are by nature vague, and they produce images that are different depending to our personal life events, to our experiences, our culture, and it's very individual. So, back to the baby. Not even born yet, the baby comes already with a blueprint, which is a present handed down by thousands of human generations and can feel that already in the womb as the mind takes a shape called archetypes. Expressions that are there to guide us a bit as if you are a student and get a second-hand textbook which is full of notes. Another name for those notes is unconscious mind. And from the collective unconscious archetypes transform it into images, patterns and themes into our personal unconscious mind and try as hard as they can to make their way to the conscious mind by using those means coming from the collective unconscious to help us interact with the world. By the way, archetypes, since they are not recognized by the conscious mind, they can act practically autonomously. Careful, autonomously, not independent. Autonomously from our conscious mind. Yes, they are unclear and vague, that's true. As it is also true that it took shape as behavior long before we were born, as behavioral blueprints that came to us in the shape of stories from faith, from creativity, dreams, and will stay with us until we become aware of their existence and understand their message. And then archetypes will gain a new meaning to both the individual and its environment. That means that we come to life already with an embedded psychic order in our minds, expressed from personal unconscious to personal conscious, through images which don't seem to be that clear at first glance, but well, that's why it's called unconscious, however, become solid and tangible upon their glorious entrance into our conscious mind something all humans have in common, which is the same for all since the dawn of time, and something that each human makes personal with life experiences, painting it with the palette of cultural identity, personality and life events. So when archetypes manifest itself, it often creates a group of symbols that surrounded the object that needs to be interpreted and thus understood, meaning that the object receives different translations into the conscious mind language, each describing a different perspective of what we need to learn and know as torches shining from different angles, while the object is right there in the middle. We have the potential and tools to either understand it or to be led to do so in the interpretation of those symbols. And either alone or supported, our greatest ally here is the self. Self, the central archetype, whose mission is to join and unite all of the archetypal structures of the mind and wants very much for you to understand 
on that object and enrich your conscious mind. The self-mind could well be the most central archetype. It is the one that appears in every single human culture and population across our planet's history, visible in every religion and myth, and very often recognized through symbology like a mandala, a circle, a square, and each with a center, manifested in symbols represented in four parts, as well as other themes which symbolize wholeness, totality, union, the elixir. Each could be a manifestation of the self, a central energy source, often described as God. Humans have represented divinity in so many different ways. Religions, quite often, are the symbolic expression of the self-archetype. And careful, because this does not mean that human, the human mind is the creator of divinity, nor that the unconscious mind is God. It means that the self-archetype is a mean through which the experience of faith flows. What causes this? Honestly, we don't know, or at least not yet. So as we're born with eyes, lungs, heart, we're also born with blurred shapes and forms, able to create infinite images, symbols, and behavioral patterns. And they come to use through our active imagination, day and night dreams, creative processes, in order to be recognized, learned, and acknowledged, and make us whole. Thank you for listening to us, and hope that this small broadcast has tickled your curiosity. Um, just thank you for listening, and see you in our next and final broadcast of this series on the Unus Mundus, the One World. And remember to follow us on www.rescogita.academy. Until then, please do take good care of yourself. Thank you.